0: Welcome to the Hildebrand Family Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Let's get into it. Hi everyone, Keith here. Welcome to the podcast. Hey Eric. Yeah? Do you think Disney is going crazy with the prices and like maybe pricing people out of the parks these days? I feel like, I feel like maybe... I don't know if the ticket prices, but, like, I feel like the special event prices might be digging a lot of people. Ooh. Ooh. So, anyway, yeah, guys, in this podcast, we're going to talk about the pricing at Disney parks because it's sort of, like, been a hot topic here lately on all the discussion forums and stuff like that. And we just thought we'd, like, weigh in and give you our thoughts on the pricing at Disney because, specifically, um... Let's start with like the ticket prices and stuff like that. Just regular ticket prices to get in, they have gone up. But I mean, it's like it's marginal at best, and people are like, you know what? People are always like, oh, they're pricing us out of vacation, and we can't go to Disney and whatnot. And I will say this: it is it is expensive, right? Agreed, for sure. If even like Disneyland, if you want to visit both parks in the same day, two hundred dollars. So, Just one a one-day pass. For one person. For one person, right. So, it is expensive as all get out. And Disney sort of started this thing, like, and I feel like it sort of started with the cruise line, honestly. Because the cruise line, remember when we took, the, when we took a Disney cruise back in, I don't know, it was 2011 or 12 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. You know, you could get, like, an ocean view room for four people for, like, 4500 5000 something like that. Yeah. Which is still a lot of money, but... Obviously, yes. For but, a week, you know, Disney vacation. But anyway, so they went through this thing, and I don't think they made this too private, that they wanted, like, the higher-end guests. So they started creeping up the prices on their cruise line to, to the point now where like if you want that same room and you want to spend $4,500 you are probably getting an inside window with like a virtual porthole. Yeah, you're, you're definitely not getting you're you're spending sixty five to 7000 easy for a the same room. Thing. Yeah, on a seven day cruise similar thing. Now I know it has been lots of years and stuff like that. Disney Cruise is still awesome but we haven't been on one for a while just because A, the price is a little bit crazy uh, nowadays but like I have some thoughts of like why I think Disney's doing this and you know, here's what I think it is, okay? Like Disney and, and this goes for the parks and the cruise lines and everything. I feel like Disney they don't make a whole lot of money, I'm guessing, off of regular park tickets, right? Yeah. They probably make minimal amounts because you operate they have operating costs and all that other stuff associated with that part, right? right. So where do they make their money? Annual passes. Annual passes. And they make their money... Special events. Special events and food, beverage, and merchandise. The margin on the merchandise and stuff like that is way bigger, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to buy a t-shirt under $30. And I think... I don't know. I don't know um, exactly the margins or anything like that. Obviously, we're just making speculation here. This is just my gut feeling on it. Yep. But... The margins they make off of these like like special events where they charge, four, uh, like if you wanted to do the not so scary, I think it was like $400 for four people. Oh, I'm sure it's more than that now. Although I think we, we did the Oogie Boogie and it was 125 a person, so 250 for two people. And that's sort of like a double up for them, right? Because you're already in the park and then it's another 125 per person on top of that. So if you just wanted to do the one park plus the Oogie Boogie, you're spending well over what the price of like just one or two parks, you know, in one day would be. So that there is a, you can see the difference there. It's probably around 200 for, for two tickets for, you know, Disneyland and, DCA, but it's probably more like two seventy five if you add on the special event. Which well, is only what four or six hours? Yeah, something like that. So I think you can get it at four and it goes to midnight, so. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I feel like they're making up the... Because the, they don't make a lot off the park tickets, even though the, everyone's like, oh, no, the park tickets are... <laughs> yeah. They don't... Through There's operating no costs and stuff like that, they're not making their money there. They're making it on merchandise, and they're making it on special events, and they're making it on food. So here's the thing. Disney's done their research here, and they know that like people that are barely affording the Disney vacations um, and causing all this crowding in the parks because so many people are just still going, but they're not buying the merchandise and stuff like that, right? They're not eating at the high-end restaurants. They're not buying the alcohol and stuff like that. They're just going to have fun, which is fine. But I think in Disney's eyes, they're thinking if they can get rid of some of the lower end, like the volume part, then they'll make it up in margins through, like, getting, uh attracting a better guest. You know what I'm saying? Like, a higher, a yeah. person willing to spend more money at Disney. Right. Yes, yeah, Because if you can afford, you know, a higher price, then you can probably afford to buy that, you know, sweet hoodie for, you know, 90, 100 bucks. Or spirit jersey or something like that. So they're they're banking on people like that, and they want those people to have the best experience possible. So they're kind of inching the price up, and that's what they did to the um, cruise line back in the day. Um, they sort of inched the lower end out because they wanted they didn't want people on there spending three thousand dollars that weren't going to spend. The, oh, that that's probably maximum out just a bit. And, they wouldn't like spend money in the to do the specialty dining or the merchandise and stuff like that. So, I don't know. That's my feeling here. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I know that Disneyland attendance, like, you know, has been kind of taking a hit like this summer and this, uh, you know, fall and summer. I guess they were expecting a lot more with the, you know, Galaxy's Edge opening. And um, I feel like maybe part of that was because. They only opened the whole land, and I would say sixty percent, maybe, because they didn't have Rise open. They didn't have any of the special walkabout characters besides Chewie, Ray, and some stormtroopers. You know, right? You're supposed to be able to interact with people. The only people that we interacted with was the the photo pass person. I mean, not to take away from that, she was she was into it. She, you know, like you know, played the role, but you know. I, th- I feel like people are a little bit disappointed in, in that in that regard too. Um, yeah, because there's a, I know there's a whole bunch of people talking about like how Star Wars Lane's failing and stuff like that, but I totally agree, man. There's just there's not enough to do there right now. It's just really shopping, right? They, it's they're shopping much, in one kind of okay ride like Smuggler's Run. We Smuggler's Run it. is. I mean, I don't know if it was like a. I would go specifically for that ride. I wouldn't. It's not like. Uh, flight of Passage at Pandora where I'd probably wait two hours for it. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, it's okay. It's like star t- a jacked up version of Star Tours where you actually interact <laughs> yeah. with things. I mean, that, that makes it better, but it's still nothing that, I, I, I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, like maybe someone that hasn't rode it with me going, you know, one time, I probably wouldn't seek it out. So in, in the shopping, I get that they're doing the, you know, it's a, Buy two. You're on. Buy two. You're not buying like the the Disney branded shirts or whatever. But c- come on, I think maybe we can get past that. And you know, I think the average park guest is not your your Star Wars nerd, right? Right. They're they're looking for the sweet merch. Like you know, they're looking for. They're not looking for the immersive environment as much as they're actually looking for that good souvenir to take home. I think. Yeah, and to get to the uh, another part that they're they're raising prices. At, uh, did you hear they're raising prices at Ogas Canteen out there? Yeah, they on the drinks. But I mean. It what it was really like was to match what Disney World opened at, so they wanted right. to match the prices out there. But then everyone's like, "Oh, you're raising the prices? It's it's already failing." Well, honestly, there was oh, there's always a line there to get in. Oh, always because what they they did something smart. They made it like a tiny little intimate thing where yeah. you where it's hard to get in, so then that drives up the demand and stuff like that. So you can they can justify like outrageous prices for, but I mean, you're in a Disney park, you're going to pay outrageous prices for, for anything, for anything, <laughs> drinks or anything like that, you know. I mean, look at the lightsaber thing. How many people are doing $200 lightsabers and that thing's like always packed, right? So, I know. And the build the droid thing. And, but but that goes back to my previous point, though. It's not the hardcore people that are doing that. It's the people that want a cool souvenir, right? So... I think I feel like Disney failed a little bit in keeping their merch mostly in Star Tours, over in in um, yeah, or the uh, in Tomorrowland. In Tomorrowland, right? I feel like maybe they could have done better. Like I I feel I get the immersive environment, and I get the fact that Disney's operating costs probably took a hit because they spent billions on this new land. They wanted to like get people cycling through, but I just I don't think. I don't think the hype is there for it. And I think that that's also um, adding to the higher ticket prices and stuff like that. Yeah. And do you think that it was a mistake not to open Rise at the same time? I feel like it was. I feel like it's an all-or-nothing, you know, because you can't say, hey, I'm going to produce this movie, but I'm only going to make the movie 60% done, and I'm going to put it in the movie theater. How many people are going to go see that? Not many. So, I feel like it's the same kind of thing here where... You put 60% of a land out there. I mean, you're turning people through, obviously. It's just not complete, and I feel like that probably disappointed a lot of people. And so maybe that's hurting the attendance too. Yeah, so not necessarily the ticket prices, because I know people are saying, oh, well, the attendance is down because the prices are so high. But I, I don't think... I, I mean, honestly, Disney is expensive. Like, if you went to Six Flags anywhere, it's probably $50 to go in the park. Right. But... It's the Disney difference here, like that I can't get past for when people oh, yeah. try and compare even Universal to like Disney parks or whatever. Just the level of like cast member interaction, the level of training and detail that they the cast members have to go through, just the level of detail and everything in the park, you know, is beyond anything that any other theme park company is gonna do out there. Even Universal isn't gonna theme their lands and do go down to like the minutest details that you wouldn't even really necessarily think of, but they they think of it and they cover it, you know, so it's just that much more immersive, you know? You can't really put your finger on it, but, so I don't, I mean, I feel like, yes, the ticket prices are crazy. Uh, I, would, I mean, I agree that they're a little high and for the average person, it, you're not gonna be able to take your family of four for a cheap vacation. This is gonna be one of those, you're gonna have to save up four. I mean, especially Disney World because it's hard to go there for... There's so many things to do at Disney World. Again, it's hard to yeah. go there for a short time. Disneyland, yeah, you could. Disney World, there's not enough time to do... If you play on a, a five-day vacation, I feel like at Disney World is going to be too short. And then you're looking at probably Value Resort at that point. And, oh, that's a, that's, a, that's another good thing I want to talk about Like when we're talking about the prices and stuff like that. Is the resorts. Have you seen some of the prices for the value resorts lately? Yeah, like the Pop Century, huh. which I get—they they redid it, right? They refurbed it and stuff like that. But the Pop Century went from like it was hardly ever over one hundred and fifty dollars a night to now you can spend two hundred and twenty-five to two hundred and fifty dollars a night for a value resort. Yeah, I I mean I get the popularity of the Skyliner being right there, the Skyliner station, but. I mean, and again, like you said, they're probably recouping costs for for the renovation, which, I mean, they did a fabulous job. If you look at the rooms, they're way more modern. But, I mean, I can't say that I would honestly pick that over even a moderate resort at this point. I mean, I think Caribbean Beach, like with the Skyliner right there, like the Skyliner station that goes every which direction right there is like the most ideal Disney resort at the moment to stay at. Because you have... you can get away from the busing for Hol- to Hollywood oh, St- a quick ride to Hollywood Studios. Uh-huh. Not too bad to Epcot, but you know, I feel like Disney's doing what they did at the cruise line though, like with the resorts specifically, they're like pricing it up to the, they're like creeping up the prices to the point where it's gonna be almost impossible for like the average person to even afford. What well, do you think that average price breaking point would be because like right now they're still pushing pretty good attendance even though the prices are crazy high. Do you think pushing an annual pass up a pass two thousand would be enough to do it, or do you think just not well, like did. a park to park or not not a coast to coast? I mean, I mean like a you know Disney World annual pass. This isn't a non-blacked out pass. Do you think pushing it over 2000 is too high? I think Disney sort of messed up a little bit with their annual passes, because I think they, especially in Disneyland, I think they overestimated the popularity of Galaxy's Edge and cut the annual pass holders out of oh, it for too far. The, the deluxe pass got kind of the hose on on that. So I think that they did a little bit raw there to the those pass holders. But as far as like what price would I say, is a because it's already at like 1300 I think. Oh, yeah, for the uh, for the non-blackout with the back pass, pass so, thing. Yep. So I think you know it's getting crazy. Like right, and Disney Disney World did the same thing though. They went crazy with their their they did passes. because because of the, all these new lanes that they're opening up. So they're trying to you know they're they're kind of sticking it to. It. But I don't know what the Florida discount is. you or the resident I, discount. I wouldn't know what that is either. But I mean, it'd be interesting to see if anyone knows. Drop a comment, but. It would be interesting to see what the actual Florida price is because um, that's really like not necessarily in Florida, but like I feel like California Disneyland. I feel like that's where they make their money, so they gotta sort of watch that because I feel like that's a more locals park. Like there's no, so many people just around the area with annual, annual passes, and you can feel it when you're out there, like during the daytime when people are working, hardly anyone in the park. Four or five o'clock when school and everything lets out, like, the park starts getting super busy. So you can feel the localness out there more than you can at Disney World. I feel like Disney World has got locals, obviously, but I feel like it's more touristy. It's more that destination that you go and get things done and then go home or whatever, right? You know? Yeah. It's not more of the hangout, meet your friends type of park. I mean, it is in a way, but, like, not as much as Disneyland is. Exactly. So... I think Um, the Disney Springs area is a good example of that, right? Because, yeah, downtown Disney, I mean, it's kind of, it's nice, but when you've experienced Disney Springs, you're like, this is like a strip mall with some restaurants, you know? It's very, very small. We'll say that. I mean, I would say that... Currently, you know, we're we're middle class, you know, America, you know, we're not, not like, we're not like Casey Neistat, make it rain, Rich, but, uh, you know, like, I still don't think we're priced, I don't feel like we're, we're priced out. I do feel like maybe we would be priced out of, like, say, you know, if you wanted to do Disney World and a cruise on the same trip, maybe that would be tougher to do nowadays, but I still feel like... Us, an eight or nine day Disney World vacation at a moderate is okay for us. I know. And, and it's the crazy thing is like we've been going to Disney's for 10 years now, I think, right? Something like yep. that. It pretty is, solid for 10 years. It's been pretty, yeah, about 10 years. Right? So we've had some experiences and we know the prices that we paid over the years. And I, I mean, I'll tell you like we stayed there in 2011. Remember when we all went down for the Disney vacation? We did that huge thing, yep. which was super fun, by the way. Oh yeah. We stayed at uh, Wilderness Lodge, and you stayed at the Polynesian, which yep. the Polynesian obviously is one of the highest, r- higher end, other than the Grand Floridian that you oh, can yeah. stay at. But we and we stayed at the Wilderness <laughs> Lodge, which was which was it's still a deluxe, but it's not nearly that pricey. But we stayed there for how many? Days? I think it was ten or eleven days. It, it was an yeah, it was probably about that. Right. And the whole thing at a deluxe resort was around four thousand to five thousand dollars, something like that, which is still a lot. But nowadays, if you price <laughs> the same vacation, probably double. Right. It's I mean, it's not quite double, but you're definitely going to pay two or three thousand dollars more for that same length of days. Um, it also depends on dining too, Disney World. Yeah, if you get the dining package or whatever, which now that I have the annual pass, I'm almost thinking the Tables in Wonderland thing. Oh yeah, that's like, seriously, like the Tables and Wonderland has a lot of, of benefits for annual pass holders that, you know, I, I think it makes more sense. Like I was even considering like how bad of a, a deal the dining actually is. Just looking at what you spend at Disney, like Disneyland, for example, that's because I have an annual pass. You have the coast to coast, yeah. So, but anyway, Disneyland, I really don't think, even if they had a dining plan, that we would have spent even like the quick service level of money between myself and and Beth the last trip. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying because like. And this is another thing th- where the monetization, the money part comes in, where they make their money at, at these dining planes. Because how many people do you think buy these dining planes and just leave it on the table because they paid way too much? Like they maybe they went crazy and got the deluxe oh, dining yeah, plane, they went like the all the way. They're like, we're gonna do the the super like two. We can use two credits at the Cinderella's Castle. <laughs> so I mean, and then they never get around to it. Yeah, you, or, yeah, you can't make the reservation. Or, yeah, you get blocked out because that's a pretty popular reservation. And <laughs> they, Disney just made that money off of you. So I feel like the dining plan, honestly, is, I think the one that you can make it the closest on is the middle package. But that one, you have to, have to eat a, a table service restaurant every single day and to see, make it worth not, it. That's not my preference. Like, you know, I wouldn't. I don't think we like being locked into a, a time like that. That's why I feel like, you know, just the quick service or the the counter service one is way better for like, you know, us personally than even just the Disney dining or whatever. So I think what a dining plate is good for is like, because you know how all-inclusive resorts in the Caribbean are are like, you know, they've been going on for how many years, but it's right. sort of like that mentality, like, oh yeah, like a sandals or something like that. It's like, oh, it's already prepaid for, I could just tap my magic band and stuff like that. However, tipping is not included. That is true. So, if, if Or if you're at a high-end restaurant and your bill is you know, $200, two, you have to pay 18% of that. You're still paying, yeah, exactly, gratuity. So it's not exactly like the dining plan is working out for you. That's another reason why we don't like the table service dining plan. So it's like do the math for yourself, like try to figure it out like, you can, when you go through the selection process, you can always hit the dining page. and It'll show you the price with, that you have in your cart without the dining plan, And then you click it and you can see how much it adds. And then just divide that by the number of people and the number of days to find out how much money you're spending per day, per person on food. Because like, I can guarantee even the prices of chicken tenders and stuff like that, your kid is not gonna spend $50 a day <laughs> on food, so. Um, exactly. just. Just If you're going to do that, just budget ahead of time. You know, that's what I say. Put Say your budget per person, per day, you know, and whatever you think is reasonable. Because, you know, obviously kids' theme park meals are 10 to $12 at all the quick service. So figure that per meal. And then, like, you're going to want Gatorade or something like that because you're going to be hot as Florida, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, and then see if that works out to what your even the basic dining plan would be. And if it's not even close, then just save the money, and you're 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 not feeling obligated. You'll feel a lot freer, I think, to do whatever you want to do. Now, I know like some people like really like to plan things and stuff like that. So, if you're that person um, and you like everything. Down to the wire, then yeah, that you know, maybe the dining plan with the pre reservation thing makes sense for you. But I will say this too like, if you're going for the dining anywhere, any Disney resort, please, please, and you have a hotel reservation, make your dining reservation when you can because. Those things will be blacked out and you'll never get into it if there's something you really, really have to do, like Cinderella's Table or something like that. Um, and then figure that into your budget, you know, like the ones that you absolutely really want to do, like La Seulier or which I highly recommend that one at Epcot. K- um, but, you know, just playing that ahead if you're going to do those higher end things, and then, then maybe, you know, maybe one of the dining plans will work out better for you. So, Eric, do you think there's any other situations where, like, the dining plan, like, kind of makes sense, like, financially? Um, well, if you're really looking forward to meeting your favorite character every day and doing dining with your favorite character, then yes. That is one, one way that it super makes sense because those meals, you know, even for a breakfast for one adult is, like, 60 bucks a person, right? Yeah, last time we went to Chef Mickey's, it was... $125 $125 for the four of us to eat. And that was two kids' meals and two adults' meals. <laughs> and that and that's just a restaurant at the Contemporary. <laughs> Buffet style. Buffet well, you know, style, much, right? All the character things yeah, are, Yeah, right? all, all of them are. But yeah, but still, it's not like fancy sit-down let them serve you the, the sweet, like, hot Mickey pancakes or, or waffles, I mean, but, you know. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it makes sense that way, but... Okay, so, I do have a question, though. Like... Do you have any tips or anything like? Because we're talking about how expensive this is. Do you have any tips or tricks that we could give the people here to help them save? Because I feel like there's a few ways that they could do it. But what do you think? Well, I mean, as far as your whole trip, pro tip is the longer you stay, the cheaper the tickets get. So we said one day ticket with Park Hopper is like two hundred dollars. But that same ticket spread out over five days, you know, might only be like 125 or whatever. You know, it's mar goes down marginally like that. So that helps you save, well, like, a little I bit I money. I think if you go to 10 days, it's like $50 a ticket or something like that. Yeah, so. it's like 10 days is the maximum you can buy at any one point. You yeah. have to buy, like, another... At Disney World. Disney is five. But. Yeah, right. So you, you would have to, uh, you know, bypass that. But, I mean... I think that's one good way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I think um, if you are buying the, the dining package, go for the most expensive thing every time on the menu. That helps you spend the amount of money that you just spent on this dining package. If you do, if you're buying like the your kids getting the chicken tenders and you're like, well, I don't, I'm not that hungry. You're gonna get the chicken tenders. You probably just gave Disney like twenty dollars for the one credit. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think you got to sort of, that's the other thing about the dining plane is you got to like really think about it. Like, I mean, if there's something you want to try on the menu that might not be the most expensive thing there, then, then do it. But like, if you're trying to like max, what we're talking about is like maximizing the money that right. you're spending on these uh-huh. dining planes, Definitely, you got to consider going like steak every night <laughs> that yeah. you can get steak on the menu. Yeah, so what are you? What are you, uh, What are your ideas? Now, if you're more flexible with it, right, you don't have to – you're not dining, playing, and you're not um, – well, if you stay at the resort at Disney World, you can do three months out for Fast Pass and stuff like that. So keep those dates in mind. But if you're more flexible, more like go with the flow type of thing, they offer – Sometimes they offer things up as far out as, like, six months, like, special offers on the website. So oh, check yep. those out. Don't book your Disney vacation without clicking the special offers link on the webpage. It's on every Disney page, uh, offers and discounts and stuff like that. And if you're an annual pass holder, they do have uh, a special page for those, too, deals. Yep. You can just log, link your annual pass and log in, and you can see these annual pass holder discounts and stuff like that. So I would say if you're more flexible with it, check those prices and stuff like that. Also, pro tip, if you are booked in, say you went ahead and booked your Disney vacation, not every time, this won't work out every time, but if you happen to go back, and I would say a few months out, go back and check the offers. Because if you're staying in a resort that now qualifies for a lower offer, call Disney and if there's block available for it still at that resort, then you could get in that special price range. That special offer. Right. Which I've done that many a times. But it doesn't always work out. Sometimes they're like, oh, well, they already sold out all the blocks for this like I say Sometimes you have to be on top of it for that, that to work out for you, but yes. But that's an option too. So keep that in mind. And also, um, sometimes, and this is, t- I think it feels like it's like towards the holidays or the slower times. Maybe it's the first part of the year or something like that. They yeah. uh, they offer free dining packages and stuff like that. So I feel like if you're more flexible with your dates and stuff like that, you can hit the hit the uh, special offers that they have out there sometimes. Yeah. Um, so definitely definitely check that before you book the thing. And also if you book with a travel agent, i.e. Eric over here, he can he can guide you through that process uh, and it help get you the best price. That they have available. And oh yeah, our rates are usually the same as what you see on the on the um, website, but you know we can we have uh, have more helpful resources, I guess we could say, to getting you that special dining reservation, the hard to get dining reservation, or you know like helping you make sure that you remember that you need to book your fast passes or your dining reservations. We can do that all for you, so that does help. So definitely, like, travel agents, I know, like, you know, nowadays everything everyone books it online. But if you've never been or if you're not sure about things, great resource to have, great resource. And like I said, we've been going there for 10 years, so we have lots of Disney experience over oh, yeah. here. So it's important to get, like, someone that you trust and someone that has experience like like us, you know. Because I think sometimes, they, you know, you just get some internet person that's never been to <laughs> Disney or maybe been once or twice and they don't really have any idea. Yeah, right. They're just trying to make a little travel agent money on the side. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we can help you out with anything, even non-Disney related vacations, but like Disney is what we really specialize in. So. And Universal too. Universal, you know, whatever. <laughs> you want to go on a cruise? What You know, we'll we'll link uh, Eric's uh, website and stuff like that down there below. So make sure you check it out um, to book your travel with Eric. Now, like before you wrap this up here, I do I did want to like as far as like money saving tips and stuff like that. What do you think of the annual pass as a money saving tool? You think, it, ooh, no, that's it, that's spicy. You're getting spicy over here. Yeah, uh, I I would agree that if you live anywhere within you know a good easy driving range, or you're planning multiple trips like for work, you know you're gonna be in near a Disney park multiple times in a year. The annual pass makes so much sense. Like, it, you know, like it's ten to fifteen percent on merch and food. It's not everything. Like the carts, you can't really get use annual pass, but like. For like the emporium, if you want to save on merch, you know, or you want to save like money on that, you know, quick service dining or whatever. Oh my gosh! Or here's where I feel like it really shines: the hotel. The hotel too, right? Yeah. Especially at Disney World, I've seen prices like drop so two much. to three thousand dollars on one hotel room. Um, now, obviously, that's like a deluxe yeah, room with say, like club yeah, level over- service right, and stuff like yeah. that. But like they can they can drop the prices twenty to thirty five percent on hotel rooms. And if you're only spending twelve hundred dollars on the pass or whatever, you just more than made up for your money right there with your annual pass. (laughs) One with with one one vacation right one use of your annual pass, you're already saving that much money. And not to mention the merch stuff too, because I spent A good amount of money on merch Last time we were in two (laughs) dollars probably (laughs) At Disneyland Uh huh And Having that annual pass Probably Saved me Two Three hundred dollars Just off of the merch Easily yes And that doesn't even include Like the food And stuff like that Oh yeah For sure So you start to add. See this is what people don't think And not everyone in your party Has to have an annual pass Yeah really You only need one person in your party To have the annual pass you just need one annual pass at your party, and as long as that annual pass holder is fine with like paying for it, which right. families and families stuff like you're that are going to be usually. Now, paying. like boyfriend girlfriend, probably not so much. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe, <laughs> unless unless you're, where you're at in the relationship. Right? Unless you're down for that, yeah. but because like if your boyfriend or even if your husband and wife, like your like Beth can't take your annual pass and get the discount paying no. with her credit card. It has right. to be the pass holder. Yeah, the pass check. Caller, yeah, this is one thing that they're very thorough on. Yeah. So they don't want you to get your significant other's annual pass discount, which I get, but still kind of, come on, Disney, it's the same household. I know, <laughs> right? I mean, some of the <laughs> cast members are cool. They're like, we shouldn't, but okay. Yeah. You know, just depends on who you get. Yeah. But but I think this is one resource that kind of gets overlooked a little bit is the annual pass because... If you catch the annual pass discount on your hotel, and you're gonna get annual pass discount on what you buy in the parks, and you're gonna get the hop, park hopper for free. Yeah, that's a, a that's an add on. We're talking Disney World here, but also Disney Lane. You can add on the max pass thing to your the, your pass. It's like a hundred dollars extra. But Disney World, you get the uh, park hopper thing for free. Oh yeah. So you can visit all four parks in one day. Uh, well. Free insurance built into there somehow, <laughs> but so you're saving it on. But this is just for the person. The ticket, obviously, the ticketing part is for like the hopper and. Uh, but you don't need the photo pass thing. Saves you a hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, right at easily, the show. And that's fantastic. <laughs> so you get it on just scan your photo card, and there you go. So you know you start to add all these little things up, and it really starts making like that fine line like or it doesn't like or it just really pushes you over the edge like hey if i can spend a thousand dollars on my annual pass but then i'm saving two thousand dollars off a hotel that i would have paid this amount for that's like money in your pocket right there if you're (laughs) telling if you ask me so i don't know i think it's a good money saving tool i would agree yeah i mean annual passes are You know, before you really experience it, like we didn't have it after, this is our first year of actually having annual passes. Like you're kind of like, meh, that doesn't seem like it makes that much financial sense. But then once you start digging into it, like you said, it's like, whoa, okay. Maybe that does help out a lot, so. And like we said before, not everyone has to have the pass. Just all you need is one and they can take care of the hotel. And if you If you're cool With like If you share your money you Pull your money And you're fine with Buying the merch You get the discount there So It, it really starts To add up Like especially for like Bigger families And stuff like that I wouldn't No I wouldn't Necessarily suggest Everyone Unless you live close Yeah Go out and buy a Pass If you're going Once a year For like five days Don't do it Just no. buy tickets Just buy It's not gonna save you A whole lot of money To do it for like Shorter trips And stuff like that One time but if you're going two, two, three times a year, or you're doing like more than 10 days at a time. Yeah, I think I, I did the price, the pricing on the the annual pass versus the tickets. And I think the break even point was like 10 days of park tickets at Disney World equals the annual pass, the like with no blackouts or whatever at Disney World. So if you're going for 10 days already, and you're going to be spending that same amount. Why not save yourself some money? Get the annual one person, get the annual pass, or all of them get the annual pass, whatever. Yeah. Uh, at that point, and <laughs> and uh, then then everyone gets the benefits and stuff like that. So I don't know, it's just little things like that to think about. That you know, like Eric said, we didn't really even consider that before as an option. But I'm kind of glad we did. I honestly, think, I think too the the one thing that Disney Land is doing to help say like more locals or just the occasional visitor too is the flex pass yeah definitely like you know five hundred dollars i think if you add on the um the max pass that's another x hundred so six hundred dollars and you have you know most of the benefits you have to make reservations at certain times but like we haven't had trouble with beth has that and we haven't had trouble making a reservation for the park at all so Exactly, and yeah, so I will mention this, like the different, they have different tiers, like he said, so there is different like levels of discounts and stuff like that with yeah, each tier, right. but still, any discount, if you ask me, is a good thing to have. Oh, right, yeah, I mean, even a 10% discount on on merch over a week is going to save you uh, a significant amount. So. Uh, especially with the merch prices out there. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Any Disney I don't know park what you're early. talking any, about. I know. Any <laughs> Disney park really, right? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So uh, I don't know, those are just some things to keep in mind as far as like the pricing and stuff like that. Yeah. So So in summary here, what are your thoughts on I mean, just summarize your thoughts on this whole thing, like well, busy pricing out people and stuff yeah, like that. So I I I kind of think that maybe, I don't think that they're trying to price out people. And I really feel like all the points that we made here, I think maybe it was a few shortcomings is really what the problem is. I I feel like Disney's going to keep raising ticket prices, you know, at whatever. I don't know what the percentage is per year, but it's the same percent every year. You know, it just keeps up with inflation. They're not going to go ham on it, you know, unless Star Wars, you know, takes off super huge, and the park is packed to the gills every time, but I mean, you know, just be smart about it, just, um, you know, enjoy your Disney vacation, because for some people, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime event, right? So, go a little ham if that's your thing, if you're going all the time, maybe back off, maybe consider the annual pass to save money, so, um, and, and then just you know it's Disney, so you're you're always gonna have fun even if you're staying at the not the most popular resort you know if you're staying at a value resort. Exactly. well said. well said, um, and I will say this like I did see in one of my um, econ classes back in college I remember this like they were saying um, that they that you were using restaurants as like the as the analogy here or whatever. they're saying basically, if a restaurant does a, at least raise their prices by five cents a year, that that restaurant will go bankrupt within five years. It's an inflation thing, like Eric was saying, and it's like just the you know price of doing business is just going up year after year. So if restaurants, which that that's why there's no more five dollar footlongs. it's Right. Right. So uh-huh. so same thing with Disney. You can apply it over there too. They have to keep up with inflation the unfortunate side effect is they have to raise the ticket prices and stuff like that. but like Eric said they're not going crazy on you. it's it's a few bucks here and there and really that ticket price that you're paying is really not where they're making their money. It's everything else we talked about right So keep that in mind. but also keep in mind some of our points that we said about the like the discounts and things like that and check check the website often. Um, if you're booking your hotel, don't just book it and then you're like, oh, I'm getting this price. Well, you might be able to save some money if you if you check back. So, and, and the annual pass is another good option for one person if you if you're going for a certain amount of days. You'll you'll have to do the math for yourself like that for like that in the, the dining plan and right, stuff like yeah. that. But there is ways to save money at Disney and still have a great time. And like Eric said, it the it the in the end of the day, the resort that you choose isn't going to determine how great or bad your experience is for the most part, right? I mean, if you have a crazy neighbor or something like that, but we had a crazy neighbor in the freaking gray California, so the be-all and end-all, because the thing is with the resorts, yeah, you want your bed to be comfortable, yeah, you want it to be clean, yeah, you want it to be nice and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, I feel like it's all about the parks with Disney, definitely, yeah, so... I feel like you know the experience that you're going to have, the memories you're going to make, you know, are what you go for. You're not going for, I mean, some people are going for that ten thousand dollar hotel room, but for for the average person, <laughs> right? You're 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 just going to make memories with the family. Keep that in mind, and keep those way keep those money saving tips in mind there. And I think uh, I think there's ways to get around the the excessive prices Disney's throwing at you, but. And it is expensive, so, you know, you got to weigh the two things. Anyway, I think uh, I think we gave them some good tips here. I think so, too. All right. Well, I think we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up, you think? Sounds good. Okay. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe also. And we'll see you in the next video. Or podcast. Podcast-ish video. <laughs> podcast video. Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening, guys. Peace and love.